Hello, this is Pastor Jimmy Harper. Thanks for listening to this Lee University broadcast. We're excited that you are joining us today for one of our many campus events. We hope that you are encouraged as you listen. Hannah wrote, read from the Old Testament of a widow. Our New Testament today is also from a widow. Mark 12, verses 41 through 44. Now Jesus sat opposite the treasury and saw how the people put money into the treasury. And many who were rich put in much. Then one poor widow came and threw in two mites. So Jesus called his disciples to himself and he said, Surely I say to you that this poor widow put in much more than all those who gave so much in the treasury. For they put in all from their abundance. But she, this poor widow woman, gave out of poverty, and she put all that she had, her whole livelihood. In Jesus' time, there were small copper coins called leptons. Actually, during Jesus' time, there was no such thing called a mite. But when good old King James had the Bible translated into English, that was their smallest coin, a mite. So it was translated into a mite. Leptin, mite, doesn't matter. They were both very, almost worthless, kind of like our American penny. Very few people nowadays will even bend over to pick up a penny, oh, a poor college student might, but very few others will bend over to pick up a penny because it's almost no value. This scripture took place in the court of women. It was called the court of women because it was a common area and women could go no further. The only time a woman could go further was when she was going to offer a sacrifice. So in this common place, open for all, Jesus often went. I want to point out that Jesus' ministry occurred where all were welcomed. In this court of women, there were 13 receptacles for offering. The receptacles were narrow at the mouth, and then they got wide at the bottom, shaped almost like a trumpet. So in my preparation for this, I was curious about these receptacles shaped like a trumpet. And I found Matthew 6, 2, where Jesus says, When you give to the poor, don't announce that you're giving. Don't be like the hypocrites. When they are in the synagogues and the streets and they blow trumpets, before they give, so people will see how much they give, I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they're going to get. So in this verse, when Jesus talks about blowing the trumpets, he's really talking about the receptacles in the temple. I always thought he was talking figuratively, but through my studies, I learned he was also talking literally about blowing the trumpets, making sound. 
The 13 receptacles were all clearly marked, so a person knew what they were giving to. There were some receptacles for tax offering, some for sin and sacrifice offering, others were for the upkeep of the temple, and then there were those receptacles that were simply to give a voluntary offering. And our little widow woman, that's where she put her money, voluntary giving. When a person would deposit money into the offering receptacle, it would clang and make a noise. And depending on how much you gave, the louder the trumpet would blow. You know those coin collectors in Walmart or the bank? And you're lazy and don't want to roll up the coins, so you take your big jar of money and you pour it in. It makes that loud sound. I think about that. about those men wanting to be heard, not just seen, but heard. But our little widow, her little tiny coins didn't make a sound. In essence, she was trying not to make a scene, but those men were wanting to blow the trumpet. Let me give you another nugget of background information for this story. This happened the Wednesday before Jesus died. This was Jesus' last visit to the temple. He loved the temple. He was found there when he was 12. He loved the temple. This was his last time going. And I'm encouraged to know one of his last words at the temple were words to elevate a woman. To really understand this text of the woman giving her two mites, we need to read the scripture just before this verse in Mark 12, 38 through 40. I'll read it for you. Jesus continued teaching. He said, be careful of the teachers of the law. They like to walk around wearing robes that look important, and they love the people to show them respect in the marketplace, and they like to sit at high honor banquet spaces, but they cheat widows and they take their homes and they try to make themselves look good by saying long prayers. God will punish them. So here in this verse, Jesus warns us about the Pharisees stealing and taking from widows and then all of a sudden a widow walks in. And Jesus says, come here, disciples. Look at this woman. The two verses, they point right to each other. It's like Jesus was people watching. He's in the temple. Beware of those Pharisees. They steal from widows. Look at that woman giving her all. Now, you might be saying, this is interesting. Wow, thanks, Dr. Bradford, but I'm poor. I have two pennies. You want me to give them in the offering? What are you saying here? That's not the point. This story about the woman giving her two cents wasn't about money. To understand the point Jesus was making, we actually have to read the verse before the verse we just read. So we're going backwards in chapter 12, verses 28 through 31. He says, of the teachers of the law, one came to Jesus. He heard what Jesus said. He thought he did good arguing with the Sadducees and Pharisees. So this person asked Jesus, good teacher, 
What command is the most important? And Jesus answered him, quoting the word of God. He said, love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. These two are the most important commands. There's the answer. Jesus said, love with all. And then he had a non-example, not like the Pharisees and Sadducees. And then he had an example, like this widow woman. Jesus was a teacher. I'm a teacher. I'm an educator. You always have to have a non-example to go with your example. So Jesus said, love the Lord with all. That's what's most important. Don't be like them. Be like her. She gave all. So let's talk about this idea of loving all. He quoted Deuteronomy 6, 5. Love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. And then he quoted Leviticus 19, 18. To love the Lord, to love yourself, as you, to love your neighbors as you love yourself. I got it. The point wasn't that she gave all her money. The point was that she gave all of herself. So how do we apply this to ourselves? You know, the Bible's awesome. It's the Word of God. It's infallible. But if we don't apply it to ourselves, it might as well be another book. So let's dissect this. How do we give all of our hearts? Well, we ask Jesus into our heart as our Lord and Savior. But beyond that, in my personal opinion, we have to get our emotions all to God. How do we love the Lord with all of our soul? I'm going to give you an idea. We have to have quiet time with the Lord. I know you're busy. I know you're busy. But you've got to let your soul be with the Lord. How do I give all my mind? That's an easy one. It's called Lee University giving all of our studies to him. He cares about our studies. He cares about how often we study or not. How do we give all of our strength? I think about our body. We have to have rest. We have to have rest. We have to have healthy habits. We have to have a nurturing to our bodies. How about loving others? Many of you in here, you're good at that. Man, A+. Plus. I love others. I pray for others. I encourage others. I write others little notes, emails, text messages. I got that down. But really, Dr. Bradford, to love others as I love myself. God really wants me to love myself. Yes, he does. He wants you to love yourself, to forgive yourself. He wants you to like yourself. I have a personal example. I was getting dressed the other day, and I was talking to myself. I was looking in the mirror, and I was criticizing myself, and I didn't know that my sweet husband overheard me. And he gently rebuked me. He said, you would never say those things to your sisters. You would never say that to your best friend, Tracy. You would never say those words to your students. Don't talk to yourself that way. 
Be kind. Love yourself. I know I'm not the only one in here who speaks harshly to herself. We need to stop. We need to be kind to ourselves and love ourselves because the Lord said to love others as we love ourselves. Jesus recognized the widow woman not because of the amount that she gave, but because she gave with all her heart, all her mind, her soul, and her strength. She loved others by giving in that voluntary receptacle. And she loved herself, I believe, because she was in the house of the Lord. I have to admit to you, I've often struggled with this story. We don't know what happened to her. She put in her two mites, the, Jesus said, her whole livelihood, and we don't know if she had supper. She gave her two mites, and we don't know if she had a bed to sleep in that night. She gave all her two mites, and she was a widow. Did she have a son, a daughter to help her? We don't have any reference in the scripture that Jesus went to her and hugged her and talked to her and said, hey, good going. He just mentions her. I found my answer. My answer actually comes from when Hannah read in 1 Kings. My answer to the Old Test New Testament comes from the Old Testament. Elijah, there was a famine. You heard Hannah. And this little widow woman, he said, give me your last cake. Give me all. And if you do, your flour jar and your oil jar will not go dry until this famine and drought's over. And she gave all. And then the Bible says, her jars never went dry. If the Lord gave and supplied the need, for this little widow woman in the Old Testament, I know he supplied for this little woman who gave her two mites. God loves us all the same. So if he took care of the widow woman in the Old Testament, he took care of the widow woman in the New, which means he will take care of you. When you give all to him, he will take care of all of you. In closing, let us remember Matthew 6, 21. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Let's make sure our treasure is found in him. When you came in this morning, you received a communion set. Will you get it out, but don't open it just yet. Has everyone received a communion set who would like to partake in communion? Before we partake in the Lord's Supper, I would like for us to prepare our hearts. 
The communion supper is for those who have put their faith and belief in Jesus Christ. If you are a Christian today, I invite you to take the Lord's Supper with me. The Lord's Supper is a serious time. It is not to be taken lightly. 1 Corinthians warns believers against taking the Lord's Supper in an unworthy manner. Therefore, let us pray to the Father and prepare our hearts for the Lord's meal. Let's pray in silence to prepare our hearts. Lord, will you please search my heart? Will you please cleanse me of all unrighteousness? Will you please show me the areas where I need to give all to you? You so generously gave all to me. Cleanse us and make us pure. Let your sacrifice complete us. May we never take this meal lightly. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you open your cup and take out the bread? Will you hold it up with me? This bread is a symbol of our Lord's body. Will you break it in half? Our Lord's body was broken for us. In a moment, you're going to chew the bread, and you're going to crush the bread with your teeth. It's a symbol of how the Lord's body was crushed for us. 1 Corinthians 11 says, On the same night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Eat ye also that bread. Thank you, Lord. Your body that was crushed for us. Will you open the cup? The juice is red to symbolize the blood that Jesus shed for his sacrifice of our sins. He bled for us so that we could be forgiven. He took our guilt. He took it so we could be pure. In 1 Corinthians, it continues to say in the same manner, he took the cup after supper, saying, The cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Drink ye this cup. Thank you, Lord. Will you raise both hands with me and just say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this blood and this bread, a symbol of your sacrifice. May we never take this meal for granted. 
Millions of people have never had this meal. May we never take your sacrifice for granted. Thank you, Jesus, for this renewal of your spirit. Hold up your empty cup with me. When I was a senior at Lee, 23 years ago, I turned 45 on Friday. So 23 years ago, I was a senior, and we were in the Kahn Center, and Dr. Kahn served communion with little cups. We took communion together, and then Dr. Kahn told the story. He said, you know, students, I like to keep my cup for a couple of days. I put it on my dresser, and I remind myself that I rededicated my life to the Lord. I remind myself that his sacrifice is never to be taken lightly. That he did this for me. So, students, Dr. Khan said, I want to encourage you to keep your cup. For 23 years, after communion, after almost every communion service, I have kept my cup. Two days a week, sometimes less, sometimes longer, as a reminder of this meal, this precious sacrifice. I never want to take for granted. He died for me. So I want to encourage you, brothers and sisters in Christ, take this cup, put it in your car if you spend more time in your car. Put it on your dresser, in your bathroom, by your sink. If wherever you spend the time, the next two or three days or a week, or how about this, it's Lent. How about you keep it until Easter? As a reminder, the little tiny juices left over will dry up, and that will remind me of his blood. He gave all for me. I want to give all to him. For those of you who feel comfortable, would you raise your hands as I give a biblical blessing? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give each of you his peace.